Welcome to episode 44 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian in Charleston, South Carolina. We are here today with Reverend Dr. John Payne, Senior Minister of Christ Church, uh, with Mr. Kent McAvoy, a member of Christ Church, and I'm Ross Hodges, Associate Pastor. We're glad to be with you, and uh, Kent, uh, today we're here to talk with you, get to know you a little bit, as we do in some of these interviews, so thank you for being with us. Thank you, yeah. Well, Kent, um, just to get started, would you uh, tell us a little bit uh, about how long you've been at Christ Church, uh, what led you there, and um, and what kept you there? Well, uh, I guess at my age, the years start blending together, so I can't tell you, but uh, I'll, uh, Christ Church has been around, what, four years now? Yeah. So we came about six months later, so that would be about the time that Christ Church moved into the cafeteria, okay. so a little bit at, at Moultrie. So, uh, we, call it, we call it an assembly an hall. Assembly an assembly hall. hall. An assembly hall. It, doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a cafeteria, by the way. It's definitely <laughs> a sanctuary, but, uh, but in the beginning it felt like one, and uh, so, uh, so it would have been uh, right after that, right after Christ Church moved into Moultrie. Gotcha. Yeah. Wonderful. And, and how did you guys find out about Christ Church? And by the way, you're, you're married to Marianne, Marianne. Mm-hmm. and uh, she's not able to be with us today, but um, she's a school teacher having her first day of class today. Mm-hmm. So you and Marianne uh, came together, and uh, how'd you find us? Well, we were in a Bible study with uh, some friends that went to Christ Church, or actually they weren't at Christ Church at the time. Uh, they are Presbyterians, and... Uh, so we were in that study for a little over a year, I think, and then we heard that they were going to some OPC church. We were waiting for a church uh, to, 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 to come into town, but, but the rumor was that it was OPC, and uh, so didn't know much about that. But they invited us to come to an evening service uh, one night, and then we went. And um, we'd been introduced to evening services uh, through some Reformed friends that we know up in North Carolina. They're Dutch Reformed, and... Um, we love that, and out in the country, there's not a whole lot to do sometimes. So you go to morning service um, Sunday morning, and then you have dinner with with everybody yep. uh, later on, and then you you rest or sleep, and then everybody you know goes to church in the evening. Amen. And it was the first uh, instance where I'd ever heard like a an evening service where it's a completely different sermon. You have a morning sermon, and then you have a completely different evening sermon, mm-hmm. uh, whereas. Um, I've been to evening services before where it's just Sunday evening church where they just rehash what was done in the morning right. for people that oversleep. This was an actual service and it bookended the days. And yeah. um, so coming to Christ Church, it was like, wow, this is familiar. It's interesting. Um, my son Hans uh, came home from uh, school yesterday and he was. we were just asking him some questions about you know what was going on. and. He said, uh, Dad, I had something kind of funny happen in Bible class uh, today. I said, well, what, what was that? He said, well, uh, the teacher was talking about um, when she was growing up uh, as a child uh, that they used to do something that a lot of churches used to do, and that is to have morning and evening worship. <laughs> so she was speaking of evening worship as if it was a relic. Historical phenomenon? Yeah, historical phenomenon that is uh, from days gone by, but uh, we... Uh, are thankful that you're appreciative of evening worship and the benefits for the Christian life. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're thankful that it was uh, something that we were able to do and can we continue to do, that you guys found that attractive and uh, and have stuck around. So we, we're really thankful you've been with us, I guess, about, what, three and a half years now? Three and a half years. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are members, and uh, we're so thankful for that. Uh, but tell us a little bit about uh, your... Uh, your 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 life and what brought you to Christ, your testimony of God's faithfulness to you. The, uh, you know, as our listeners may know, 
part of the reason we do this podcast is just to, to get uh, to know a lot better uh, some of our members and uh, be able to uh, just to know your life and your story. So tell us a little bit about your background and, uh, and what uh, the Lord has done in your life. Well, uh, I came from a pretty solidly middle-class family, maybe slightly upper, above middle, but not upper middle class. But uh, my dad was an engineer, my mom was a homemaker, mm-hmm. and pretty much a beaver cleaver kind of growing up in the suburbs, uh, just outside of the Atlanta city limits. And, um, and uh, you know, growing up in the South, Atlanta was much more a southern city in those days. So, you know, there's a lot of Christianity around. It was kind of in the air you breathe, mm-hmm. but um, mm. in my family, my extended family, uh, there's a lot of church-going people. You know, especially um, my grandmothers, particularly, and one of my granddads uh, were regular church attenders, and mm. uh, you know, seemed to be pretty faithful. Um, my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, taught Sunday school, and mm. so there was always a Bible, you know, in the living room, big yeah. Bible, and. Uh, but uh, I wasn't exposed to that in my own family, and uh, I learned later on that my parents didn't want me around church. Um, hmm. They deliberately kept me away from church, thought it was a bad influence, and uh, so personally, I think as a, as a kid, you know, kids just naturally believe in God, I think. You just you just do. Um, but um, my grandmother, I guess out of concern, uh, concern for me, uh, looking back on it anyway, gave me a big... Golden Book Children's Bible, yeah. uh-huh. the illustrations, and I think a lot of people have had that. Yeah, have either had that or seen it. Yeah, in a lot of uh, you know uh, Sunday school nurseries anyway have those. But um, anyway, I would read it. You know, I'd read the stories and everything, and then I would look at my dinosaur books that my parents got me, and they were saying contradictory things. And so, mm-hmm. at a very early age, I began questioning, and I thought, well. Christianity is really just a myth, like like Greek mythology or mm-hmm. you know hmm. Egypt Egyptian mythology or what, and that's kind of the conclusion I came to. Even as a child, he's a, even as a child. So you know, it's it's yeah. So um, I remember in sixth grade, uh, had a had a teacher that somehow managed to go to the Soviet Union and took some people over there, and she came back. Huh. This was in the sixties. When she made that trip, and she came back and said it in the Soviet Union, the people were atheists, and she described what an atheist was. It's somebody who don't, doesn't believe in God. And, you know, a little light bulb went off, and I said, well, that's me. Mm. And wow. so I said, I have a term for who I am, and right. I felt kind of lonely at mm. times, because um, it seemed like everybody around you was either a Christian or believing God at the time. Right. So um, I'd get in all these debates with people in the lunch hall. You know, they'd be Christians, and w- there was a group of us that would come to the table and bring a scientific American and try to prove that people descended from apes. And uh. you know, we'd get in all these these theological discussions or these these discussions about creationism versus evolution, and and we'd think we'd come away from the table having won. And yet, the Christians we debated with, they were never never rattled. It always seemed like you know they they were never phased by some of the arguments that, that mm. we would we'd put forth. Um, so I remained an atheist for uh, for you know pretty much you know all my childhood and then into my adulthood and you know put it down on my uh, when I joined the army you had to put down what religion you were and I put atheist and then this guy goes hey we have an atheist here look and it was really embarrassing and then um, and then. Um, he said, well, you have to put not any, because we don't have that as, as a religion, so you have to put mm. no affiliation. Mm. 
So that was the first time actually I'd really been exposed to church because there are these guys that were plotting to give me a blanket party and what a blanket party is is when you're asleep you know they come and they like they, they put the blanket over you and they punch you and and everything and I overheard them plotting and I walked up to him and I said hey I'm that guy and huh. then at that very moment some Catholic guys of all people you know took me aside and said hey man you gotta go to church you, you know this is this is wrong so I went to a few uh, Catholic services uh, while I was in the military, and it really wasn't really wasn't my thing. Although it was kind of interesting, and then uh, never was really interested in, in spiritual things again after that for quite some time. But um, but there was always this nagging question, this nagging feeling. that's like, what if those Christians are right? Mm. And I never felt that way about other religions. I dabbled a little bit with like Taoism and was interested in some of the, the Eastern philosophy and even mm -hmm. got into some New Age for a while because I think I think people do crave spiritual stuff. Sure. Mm -hmm. But um, but it, oh, the only yeah I never uh, yeah with uh, I would I never really it never really concerned me or whether the the Muslims are right or whether the Hindus are right, or whether mm -hmm. the Buddhists are right, it was like, are the Christians right, yeah. or am I wrong? Yeah. Um, so, um, this is right around 2005, um, a couple things happened. Uh, the Pope died, so that was big news, and people mm -hmm. were concerned about spiritual things, it seemed, um, around that time. And also, the, uh, the Terry Schiavo thing, I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah. Um, that was big in the news where they sure. were going to pull her feeding tube and, mm -hmm. and I remember being really outraged about that and I thought why you know I never was concerned about things like that before but I was really outraged like in my inner being about yeah you know, if, we how, were, if we're just a collection of cells and right, just a blob, right. why does it matter that uh -huh. uh, they would do that yeah yeah um, so I, um, something inside I don't know what it was it was just like okay I need to start going to church mm -hmm. and um, and kind of of all stupid things, uh, you know, I like the Episcopal Church because I like their architecture. It was kind of like <laughs> European and whatever, and, you know, they had yeah. cool buildings, and I thought, well, I'll just go to that one. And then that's that's how I first started going to church. Mm. And then within a few months, um, you know, I was convinced that Jesus wasn't just a historical character, that he was actually the Son of God, mm. like the eternal Son of God. And um, it, was, it was through the preaching there that I... Mm that I was, uh, came to that conclusion or was made aware of that. Um, mm. So the Lord was working on your heart and he, and he brought you to church where you heard the preaching mm -hmm. of the word and uh, eventually sitting under uh, preaching. I know you, you, have, you were at a few different churches, but at mm -hmm. some point in there, uh, the, Lord, uh, the Lord worked on your heart in such a way that you were converted mm -hmm. and you came to faith. Um, and how, how has your life uh, been different since then? Well, I guess the main thing is, um, obviously, you look at life completely different. <laughs> and yeah. remember something Paul Washer said. He said that, um, you know, he talked about people saying that they're Christians and their life hadn't been changed or hadn't been impacted. And he said that'd be like somebody saying, okay, um, I just got hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> okay. But you're... you're clothes are, are okay you're all clean you yeah. don't have any bruises on you you're not yeah. dead and he goes oh I, I'm I've been hit by a Mack truck I'm, I'm I'm telling you and and it's and it's like that you know when when you get converted and you believe in the Lord it's just like 
the things that the way the way that you viewed life in the past you view everything completely differently mm -hmm. through a different lens you're not unchanged it, it, it definitely impacts you how you make decisions and Amen. how you think about the future and your own life and yeah and about eternal things as well amen amen and um i want to switch gears a little bit uh you are a man of many talents uh you have exercised those talents for the benefit of the church on a number of occasions including putting together most of the furniture here in the church office <laughs> uh, which we're very grateful for uh, you're a handyman you're an excellent carpenter um, you've built boats and guitars and all those sorts of things and so you're really good with your hands but you're also uh, very gifted with languages and uh, just recently you've started a new job. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, I had been working for a law firm. I was there for about eight and a half years and did some translation work for them. Uh, got laid off and I think it was it was right after uh, right after we came back from our honeymoon, Marianne and me. <laughs> and uh, we were kind of expecting it, but but the timing was a little bit strange. Yeah. So uh, so I spent a good portion of the next year unemployed, okay. and uh, and that was rough. Never never been through that anything like that mm. before. And mm. uh, so I ended up getting a job at West Marine, and uh, was a was a driver for the. Um, for six years, I was a driver. Uh, seven years, I worked for him. Six years, I was a driver for the mm -hmm. wholesale division. And then, um, you know, I was coming home tired all the time, you know, being in traffic, you know, all day. And then Marianne said, you've got to apply for this job. There's a job as a, as a German teacher. you got to do it. I'm not mm. qualified, Marianne. I can't do it. And she said, you've got to <laughs> do it. And she pushed me towards it. And finally, I said, okay, okay. Put together my resume real quick and then shot it off. And uh, next thing I knew, I got a phone call. And so I'm working, wow. um, teaching German to uh, engineers and managers and different people at both uh, Mercedes and Bosch here in town. So and you're enjoying it? Yeah, it's it's a challenge. It's it's yeah. definitely a challenge and different kind of tired at the end of the day than yeah. sitting in traffic. Now. Yeah, yeah. And you also have a uh, great familiarity with Russian. Is that right? Yes, it's not quite to the same level. I would say that my mm -hmm. Russian is very kindergartenish. Whereas okay. I'm I'm fairly high schoolish with my German probably, but <laughs> but but more kindergartenish with my Russian. John, your Russian's a little kindergartenish too, right? Is that? Jesus loves vas. That's all I know. I, Jesus loves you. And I'm feeling really. <laughs> I'm feeling really dumb right now. So I don't have a clue what you guys are talking about. It's very difficult to Well. Can you translate? I said it takes many years to learn that that language. It's it's a t it's a very rough language. It's mm. difficult. So, mm. well, well, we're we're thankful for you and uh, and for the talents the Lord has given you. We're thankful for Marianne and for the Lord bringing you guys to Christ Church. Yes. And uh, we thank you for sharing some of your story with us. We hope uh, that our our members and uh, our audience will. Uh, enjoy getting to know you through this time and, and take the opportunity to, to get to know you a little bit more in person. So, Ken, thanks for joining us today, and uh, thank you, our listeners, for joining us on this episode of Between the Times.